Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, the show that brings you tips, tricks and techniques that we wish we knew as young songwriters. We're going to focus on interviews, resources and subjects that you will find useful and you can use them today. Thank you so much for listening and welcome to the show. So I'm a bit excited today and I remember just before she came into the Zoom, I was thinking, okay, breathe, breathe, ask one question at a time, not 60. This lady here, Yantina, she's back for round two and it feels like you're a bit like Santa Claus, okay? We get you, your magic, you come in, you give gifts for everyone, but then as soon as you're done, you have to go somewhere else and give gifts for other people. So this woman has been working so, so hard. So thank you so much for coming back on because I love the fact that we're getting you in the middle of your work, in the middle of a process. That's the kind of people I want to speak to. So thank you so much for coming back on. How are you doing? Of course. Thanks for having me again. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, of course, you know, we're nearing the end of the year. So everything's kind of winding down. Uh, but still working on tracks, doing some vocals and uh, currently traveling. Hence the, the So where are you right setup. now? I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm in the West Midlands in Bridge North. So nothing too fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I was uh, around family whatever but then you know sometimes you have to pitch up uh pitch up your workstation anywhere and i can so that's really nice which you have because like people that can't see on video they will see video but sm7b in hand you've got some nice studio monitoring headphones going on what kind of work are you doing right now i guess we'll jump in i was tracking vocals um for a track i did with my friend third life who is a, a fantastic producer based in london and we did a session the other day and i still has to record some vocals for that so i'm just wrapping up that at, at the minute and she, she doesn't stop and i think before we dive too far in you've been kind enough mm. what is your song of the day for us today oh yeah actually my song of every day is everything in its right place by radiohead um i know it's not a new song but i think the song is timeless it never ever bores me i i have it on repeat sometimes i i listen to it almost every day it's one of, in my opinion, one of the best pieces of music ever written. And are there, are there kind of specific things? Because we like to be nerdy. I know you're a massive songwriting <laughs> nerd. Are there specific things that you can pick out for people? G genre wise, right? I think it's very genre defying. After Tom York got a massive depression after OK Computer and that whole world tour, he was sick of rock music, sick of anything alternative or as in, in, this, in the rock sense of, of things and yeah. only listen to electronic music. And then he kind of, took that and created his, his own hybrid and I think it's it's something we haven't heard before or haven't really heard since so in that case in that sense it's super unique also the piece is in F minor and it never ever hits the uh the tonic so it never ever hits F really? minor but it constantly swerves around it do you think and that's why you can because, loop it endlessly? Because it's never really mm -hmm, coming yeah. to that resolution. Yeah and, and the piano has a sort of a, a cadence that is kind of irregular and strange and it just puts you in this trance and I, there's the, like tom york because he's not a good piano player he says himself uh, not not that i <laughs> not judge, in, yeah. i read in an interview i don't <laughs> know him personally unfortunately <laughs> but um that actually he was super depressed when he wrote it and he kept, just kept playing that piano loop and it kind of put him in a trance in this meditative state uh and played through his depression i'm sure it's not just that wow. song but he really, it really helped him um, stay calm and focused in, in the here and now. And I think that's really special. And yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. 
That's awesome. Thank you for that as well, because you've got some theory, but what is most important to me, that song served him first personally. That's why he wrote it. Exactly. It was a real exactly. life experience. And even that message, yeah. which maybe you can relate to, actually, that might be the next question, but you can have these soaring highs, like, okay, computer, and then yeah. you can have very, very kind of dark depths. Do you have anything like that oh, yeah. practically after some successes? Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh I have had it my whole life, to be fair. I don't know any better than that, than having those lows and then coming out of them, climbing out of them, thinking <laughs> you never can, but then you do time and time again. And I'm glad I did. While sometimes it, it was hard, obviously that's, that could be related to success as well. Because if you, your happiness is dependent on your success, which I mean, at least for me, it's been for a long time. Yeah. Is there any way you can kind of separate that? Or do you think that's the beauty? Yeah. That's why you can be successful is because it is a big part of you. It's so so inherent in, in who I am or who you are as a songwriter. And it's personal, you know, this shit. So, I mean, I, I've gotten better and better at it, both age, I guess, uh, to kind of cut myself loose from that. I'm happier in general now than I was years ago. So the big, massive lows I haven't had for a few years, actually, which I'm Crazy. really happy about. Is there anything you've done yeah. practically? I know we talked a tiny bit just before, but... Grow older, <laughs> I guess. Really, really. <laughs> Honestly. I, I just don't care as much anymore. I just do my thing. And I think by being in the music industry for a few years more now, you know your place. And it's fine that if that you don't work with some people and you work close cool. with others. And you find the people you love working with, with, people that give you energy, people that, you know, get the best out of you and you the best out of them. And just experiences everything, at least for me. I love that. And if you, you don't have to, but you can either name them personally or just talk about how many people you kind of tend to work with in maybe a month schedule? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I sometimes, with these kind of questions, people are like, who are you working with? And then I have to actually fetch my calendar because I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. Uh, but obviously, you know, you know Ed, uh, which is also a good friend of yours, Ed Graves. I mean, I always love working with him. There's always good vibes. And then my really dear close friend, Pollyanna uh, Britt. Yes. Um, she and I, I mean, we're also best friends, so it's, it just goes hand in hand. But I love working with her. Like so recently I worked with uh, Jake Third Life fucking amazing dude cool. super chill um, love working with Brooke Tomlinson who is a writer in LA also love working with Lawrence and uh, Louis Third who are two guys based in London and many more actually many more but what I normally love it doesn't always have to be this way but I really like getting into a session and just a chill approach to writing and I think that's where I kind of more and more found my place and found who I love working with. Of course, sometimes you're under the pump. Sometimes you have to work really fast. But a lot of times it's also about letting your products or your what you're doing breathe and give yourself the time to reflect whilst writing. And I think that needs a little bit of, of calmness, serenity and time. And I love working with people that accommodate that or yeah. love that too. So you sit down, you work on something, you let it breathe and when you work on lyrics, it doesn't have to be the first first thing that comes out of you. You can it's fine to sit sit down for lyrics and and just let the juices flow for two hours if that's what you want to do. You know, there's no there shouldn't be any pressure. There shouldn't be any like we need to do this now. Hit hit. You know, I don't care about that at all. Crazy. I just want to create like lovely music I didn't with know lovely that people. About you. Like I hope it's not a bad thing, but in my head, and indeed the first interview. You're this kind of like steam train, as many songs as you need. And not to say that's all you do, 
but you have this incredible mm. work ethic. You can't deny that. I'm not going to let you deny that. So don't try and wiggle out. But does your <laughs> process change when you're writing something maybe laid back slower as to something faster? How does that change practically if you can? So I, I still always. write <laughs> every day, uh, <laughs> always. But it's more the mindset rather than the actual outcome with that. So maybe even with a chill mindset, I can be just as fast as when as to when I'm super, super like, oh, I need to do this now kind of thing. It's been a while since we spoke as well. And I've learned a lot since then too. And yeah, this is more the, the way for me. It's like riding camps, for instance, doing two sessions in a day with all new people in the room and like four or five people. You have three hours, you have to do it. And I'm, I'm not a fan, not really. So have you started to move away from that thing? I do some camps because you know, and I like the label that's organizing them or no, there's people that I really like. And then I think, you know, oh, this will be good vibes. But I don't do that many. No, not that many. Mm. That's so cool. Sorry, because like you said, we, we haven't spoken in a while, but I wanted to get that in this conversation because I always learn when you speak. And this is not an official thing and this is not what Ed calls you, but I kind of think about you like, the grandma in terms of like respect because you thank you <laughs> i guess sort of, but i, I want to qualify mm. that because i have learned so fucking much from ed and ed always because he's kind says how much he's learned from you and we have never done a session together because it's almost like no i'd be doing your thing stupid. you'd be doing my thing so it makes sense that we pass like that but you have so much knowledge that you're happy to give what have you learned in that time, maybe since we spoke? What is different for you currently? My inner calmness. I'm, I'm more calm. But also just doing more and more sessions in the UK. So I think, obviously, the last time we spoke was still mid-pandemic and things hadn't started yeah. back up again that much. Right now, it is starting. It has started. And um, You seem excited, though, which is good. So excited. Um, finally, really getting deep into the UK scene, which I always wanted to do. That's the reason why I moved to this country. And uh, that's feeling really fucking good. It feels like, I mean, I've learned that there is way more possible than I thought there would be. Even though my, my dreams were always like... What do you mean? I love like, that. Come on. Things. What, what, what is that? What makes you say that? There's Sorry. so many people here. There's so many people here that, fucking, that are fucking nailing it at the moment. They're so good. And have loads of success and i think being around more people that are like that really is so inspiring and you know even though my dreams have always been sky high no matter where i was in life yeah. um it just gets more you can touch it even more and uh, i think that's that, that's so valuable also just a standard of i mean there's a few really good writers in the netherlands don't get me wrong because i mean i've learned plenty and i still work with people there that are they're amazing but because there's more and the standard is just higher all, all across the board. So I learn. I've been learning. Even when it comes to English, the English language, it feels more and more like my own. And when I'm writing, it just, it's, yeah, it changed loads. And when you say learning, I know I'm asking the same question essentially, but I really want to pick into your knowledge. Like I said, are there particular tools? Are there approaches? Are there new perspectives that you've changed on since the last time we spoke? Yeah, I'm thinking, I think I'm way more lyric focused than i was last okay, time because cool. i mean people always or know me very well for my melodies i think because that, that, that is naturally probably my strongest point but then ever since i moved here ironically which you wouldn't think because i'm a foreigner i've started focusing more and more on lyrics in sessions and i turned out to be the person in sessions as well because you know how every session is different and every 
session, you have a slightly different role. More and more, I'm kind of pushed towards the lyric end of things as well. Really? So, yes, cool. definitely. And I, and I love it. So I actually, these days, kind of struggle or struggle. I mean, prefer not to write without a concept or without having a clear idea of what I'm doing. Because to me, right, toplining a track or doing, doing melodies in a session without any words, without any idea what, you, what you're doing, feels a bit empty. So I really changed in that perspective where I, I need lyrics, I need to feel what I'm doing. Because if you have words in your head when you are coming up with melodies, you come up with different shit, you come up with way more interesting stuff. It's like you choose one word as the hook, uh, whatever it is. Um, God, I can't, of course, I can't do really it now. No, this is right cool. Now, How would you approach it? Think like, okay, right after this, we're going to jump on a top line. I want one word, for example, uh, or one word, like one little thing. And um, I take that. For example, the word feel. I know Robbie Williams did a fantastic song. (laughs) So I'm not the first one. But um, if I would do melodies, I wouldn't come up with the same things that I would if I had the word feel in my head. So I'm like, the chorus has to be feel. And then all of a sudden you come up with a melody that's like feel. So like a whole swerve of, of notes on one word, which you wouldn't have come up with if you didn't have that specific word in your head, I think. So it just really enables you to get more creative if you have a lyric that you're like, I'm going to use this right now. Melodic triggering is kind of how I think of it. It's like you said, you put something in, you put some constraints. That's what a word yes, is. Yes, exactly. Do you ever change that? Do you ever go, hmm, maybe it's feeling or maybe it's something next to Of course. To it? Love it. Yeah, all the time, yeah. all the time. But it does. it is a tool, though, to open up a whole new way of thinking in melodies. That's great. Because if you write every day... And you've been doing it for years and years. You have to keep kind of rediscovering yourself, I think. That's crazy, though, because you would have maybe written maybe like 200 songs since we last spoke. Maybe more. Probably like 150, something like that. That's insane, though, because you're, you're doing that at such a high level. Even when you said, okay, now I'm doing lyrics. That's not like, okay, I'm learning lyrics. I'm now like going into professional sessions with people who've been writing as long as me. And they're going, hey, Yantina, what do you think? in your second language, mm-hmm. by the way, flex. What do you think about this lyric? And like your, your melodies have always been standout. I remember I was in the back of the room when Ed was producing one that you wrote. You pretty much just wrote to like a skeleton, so chords for people listening, and you just had a vocal over the top. I was just like, okay, mm. cool. It was almost <laughs> so simple. I got mad. I was like, how is that so good and so simple? But this is a strength of yours. And can you see anywhere? So melody was a strength. Lyrics is what you're loving and learning. Do you think there's somewhere else for you to go as well? Yes, I guess so. Um, I have been producing, so as in I've always produced since I was 15. I uh, started producing my own tracks. And, Sweet. Uh, at one point, I also had releases with labels as a producer, so not even a writer sometimes, just producing tracks. And um, it's something I kind of had to step away from a little bit because it's time consuming to, mm. I mean, if you want to master something, you have to fucking dive in. And I'm... First of all, I'm a writer. So I think by just having so much pressure or pressure on, on that, yeah, yeah, so much activity, so session, 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 top lining, I haven't really had the chance to produce as much. So I think in the future, I will definitely pick that up a bit more. And also recently, um, I mean, I've been doing a few K-pop things here now. I did want to ask I'm about actually, that because you were yeah. in Korea when we, when we messaged a couple months back, right? Yeah, just a couple of months back, I was back in Korea, finally, for the first time after the pandemic. 
But what I do for um, for the K-pop stuff I do is I also am the vocal mixer and producer. So nice. I, I started mixing as well. And yeah, pretty cool. And I'm getting better at that. So definitely, of course, you know. I also want to learn the cello, you... but that's a different story. Cello. But, that, but that's the point, right? Because you seem to be, because I know you very well. And I, can I say I, vi- I visited Amsterdam as well. And I got a real understanding of what makes dutch people quite special in my mind everyone (laughs) speaks english beautifully sometimes three languages they're friendly they're active they are seeking work they are seeking to learn they're very describe it almost like bees when they're getting tours they're like people that are just (laughs) curious and mad so i loved that i think i felt like i understood you a bit more but do you actively have a mindset where like i want to grow i want to learn i want to change always because that is, I mean, going back to mental health and to, uh, yeah, that's how I saved my own life by willing to be open, willing to change, willing to let go of, of anything holding you back, any demons from the past, any patterns you're stuck in, insecurities that come with that. I think mm. more and more I'm able to let that go and trying to be, and by letting those things go, y- you can be more open. And when you're more open, you can learn more. So, yeah, it's been That's so um, cool though. a and, great and, journey. And I do mean it, you coming back and taking your time to come on the show, because I want you back specifically because I feel like you're going to be honest. You have been, and people can go online and they can see what you've done. They know what you've achieved and, and it will keep growing. But the way that your mind is, is constantly humble, constantly wanting to learn. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the most important thing. And I think songwriting is one of the few things in like well that's not true because a lot of creative things are but is a thing where you just keep getting better at you can't get worse you you just you grow as a person so you grow as a writer and just not being afraid of getting older or being afraid of running out of creative juice because if if you would you would have already you know but if you stay open-minded and not be scared to reinvent yourself, but especially also working with people that grow on the side as well. And then you grow together and there's no end. I don't see an end. And being 32 now, um, which is fucking daunting, of course. You look great, buddy. It's fine. You're all good. <laughs> oh, so being in the industry for 10 years or being signed to a publishing company for 10 years now, it's just so nice to not be scared of turning whatever 35 in a bit and like fuck i've got ages got loads of time because you get better every song you write you get better so wow the sky's the limit and i'm so excited to grow to get older and better as a writer but it's, uh, this is coming from such because i know you a little bit and we've spoken about that area of like manic depression so the things that hit you beautifully yes. like the successes and then, and then bottoming out but this mm-hmm. just is something so stable from you the way you're speaking today the way you are you're kind of like there's not even a question i've managed to get rid of some of my lows while keeping that access to energy and and madness yeah which is a good thing exactly yeah because you have to that's that's always a bit i think a thing that people can be you know a bit apprehensive about is that once you're super super happy and comfortable will you have that urge will you have that passion for writing because obviously we all started writing because something was fucked up Sad let's face shit, it yeah. most of us ha- <laughs> exactly so most of us did start writing because we were fucking miserable and felt like no one really could understand us so that's how we why we had to express ourselves in our music and i still can access that i think that's that's 
that's the thing. I still, I can still dive into that. I can dip into those feelings and th- those depths, if you will, without falling into it myself. That's great. And that's something I learned with age. Just to sit on that point. So you said it really well, dipping into it without falling into it, meaning exactly, really exactly. putting yourself in a terrible place where you might be on the edge of something or lost to the world. Mm-hmm. It's really well said. I love that. Well, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the way, but it's so nice if you don't, you don't have to fall in it yourself. And I mean, obviously, I don't know if I spoke about that last time. That was also the reason for me to postpone use of medication uh, for years and years because I couldn't, I was like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my creativity. But the moment I started taking medication and I still am, and I probably will have to my whole life, I, I got better because I wasn't as hard on myself anymore. That voice that's constantly bringing yourself down. That critical side. Just kind of dis- You just exactly, kind of let the creative kind of come disappeared. out and fall out. Yeah, like a kid. And I think if, you're, if you can be as open as a child, as an unharmed child, let's put it that way, um, as open to the world, as to the wonders of the world, but also to the wonders of creating music and every new song is a new adventure and a new playground to do anything you want to. I think medication helped me achieve that. Maybe I would have come there in the end myself, who knows? But yeah, this is the way I've, and biotherapy, obviously, and all other stuff. And, yeah, but that's and like a beautiful I said, way older. of putting it. I think it's a really beautiful way of putting it. And I'd re- recommend people maybe just skip back and hear it again, because to hear it from someone like you who is in the wars, you know, off to Korea, or you're here, or I miss you by a day, or like, I'll catch you in a different time zone, or you'd be like, hey, check this person out. You're always there, but you're always in it but you've still managed to maintain under the most amount of pressure that I've experienced, the person, people that I've met, you maintain that happy, buzzy Dutch spirit, creative. <laughs> yeah, you have to. But yeah, no, and it's also different. I mean, it's not always like this, you know, a few weeks back, mm. I was absolutely, and funnily enough, that's right before and I got those health, health issues I told you about. Well, it's not really relevant for the podcast, but I was working so much and I was actually going mental. And really? I did start to fall back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was way too much. Because I am also someone that says yes to everything. Like, oh, can you send like us vocals tonight? So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can do that to my own detriment. And it's also a learning process I still need to figure out. Like balancing and not saying yes too much. And then having to disappoint people as well. Because I can't mm. do what I said I would. And I've done too much of that. So recently I actually kind of had a... And then, well, my body said no. And yeah. that's why I'm so chill right now, I think, because I had to, to cancel loads. So I'm well, quite, we said just before like, the call, Ooh. like, again, there's mm. nothing crazy. Antina's going to be absolutely fine. You said it's sort of I'm like gonna be surgery, fine. abdominal pain. Mm. But that is the area. That's the other half of our brain, that part of our body. Yeah. And you yeah. are singing all the time. You're constantly there. But do you find it easy to quote unquote, because I... I think people understand, disappoint people. Do you find that hard or easy? Hard, super, super hard. I'd actually talk to it loads to my partner, to my mom. Like I have to consult. I have to ask people like, what do I do? Like, Because I'm <laughs> such a, I'm always in, I'm, I'm in dilemmas, but except from when I'm writing, by the way, I'm not super doubtful at all. But, yeah. but in other stuff, I am super, super doubtful. So yeah, if I have to disappoint someone and tell them like i can't do it i literally think about it all day before i send a text i'm like oh god, god. oh wow yeah i'm very bad at that and 
I don't know if that comes from obviously not wanting to let people down, of course, but also maybe there's a fear of being like, oh my God, will I miss out on something? Will I ruin my career by not doing this? And that's definitely still a learning process of me. Like you can't be everywhere. You can't do everything. Uh, but I've got new management since March, oh, which changed nice. a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really fucking great. I'm so happy. And he also says, Tina, you're doing too much. I can tell. Stop. Take a step back. We're going to say no to this. Going to say no to that. What are the things that you notice or he notices where they go, right, that could just be enough? Before we have that breakdown stage we talked about sharing at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I think he notices a uh, certain behavior uh, so like when I get a bit too like flustered, a bit too all mm-hmm. over the place, he just notices, I think. And also he has my calendar, so he, know, <laughs> he sees what I'm doing. <laughs> so you can see it visually, cool. <laughs> but that's really great because as a writer, you obviously operate as a one-man show, uh, unless you're a duo that always works in a duo, which is great. Um, but if you're not, I mean, I work a lot with certain people, but I am still, mm-hmm. you know, on my own. If you don't have management, which I haven't had for a few years because of a bad experience with my previous management, you have to do everything yourself. Your calendar, your connections, your writing, but also your deal negotiations. And I really, for instance, kind of lost the relationship with my publishing. Not in a way that it is, I mean, we still had a great relationship, but I just didn't have the energy to keep them posted on what was going on. And if you keep them posted, they'll get more enthused to do stuff. And it's like that you know, that spiral, upward spiral you want to be in with your publisher. And I just noticed ever since uh, my management got on board, everything, I mean, I'm so much more stable. You seem more at peace as well. Um, I d- it wasn't a criticism yeah. to say this is stable for you. It, like, it just is a fact that people maybe oh, can't no, I know. glean listening. But I love that upward spiral because biggest thing is you're always dealing with people. You're writing as a person yeah. for other people yeah. in connection with other people. Yeah. If you yeah. get an email from someone after six months, you're going to go, well, that project's maybe not as important for them. Even if they're like you, they've waited six months to say they've worried about it. So do you have like a time frame? You go, okay, on Monday, I make sure that I've done this. On Wednesday, I've done this. And then I'm off Friday. Do you have any structure to your week? Yeah, I try to. I try to. Um, I normally keep the weekends open, uh, which is kind of recent, uh, relatively new for me. So I don't work on a Sunday. Sometimes when there's someone in town from LA or wherever, uh, somewhere out of town, uh, then of course I'll work on on the weekends. But yeah, on the weekends, I just really force myself to read a book, to go for walks, to really do things, just just really escape from work. So that's Mm -hmm. something that is set. Then I, um, every week's different. But I play volleyball a lot. <laughs> so oh, nice. That's kind of sad. That, that kind of forces me to some structure. And normally I go up to London for one or two days every week. And so sessions on those. And then the rest of the days will be wrapping things up and recording vocals, mixing stuff. And then sometimes a top line by myself uh, on the side or some uh, like a couple of Zoom sessions with um, yeah. good friends. So it's like maybe two in-person like room sessions maybe two zoom sessions maybe one top line and the rest is just editing and mixing something that's great thanks for that as well because that is that's a full schedule especially emotionally that's where we really count how much it costs is emotionally how much we can give in a week so do you tend to do the in-person sessions at the start of the week right after your break um yes 
they can be very invigorating and give me loads of energy as well. And my manager, of course, yeah, kind of really knows me, starting to know me really well. And is really good at putting me with people that are like-minded. And yeah, like, cool. he's like, okay, they'll be a great match. And so actually, I haven't had a session that I don't like for a long time. What's, what's interesting about having spoken to you again is we get the same Yantina, like I said, the same mad woman, which, which I love, you know, and I've learned so much. As you were saying, you kind of share this knowledge with people. You, you're not trying to keep it for yourself. You share it to Ed, especially when you're managing yourself completely in terms of the business, in terms of the writing, in terms of the production. But I want to bring you back to the question on the show, which I've tried to simplify. But now, today, what do you wish you knew about songwriting when you started, when you were like 18 and really hurting? It's, it's always such a good question. I mean, obviously loads, but um, <laughs> that it is a safe space to write or you don't have to pressure yourself too much by thinking, oh, every day I have to be my very, very best. And I think just having that uh, calm, calms in sessions, that's something that I, you know, I wish I had. Because then I would have listened to other people better as well. And, you know, because okay. I was quite, so when I was younger, I was quite like, oh, these are my ideas. And I was really quite pushy on them. Because I was convinced that I was good enough and ready and all that. But whilst mm. when I you know, hear my work from back then and I think, oh, yeah, I had loads, loads to learn. So actually with the years, I grew more open and more like, okay, I do have loads to learn. And I think if I had that attitude when I was 18, I would probably grow, have grown even more. But then again, it's part of the process. But really, yeah. also trusting your co-writers and be more open, really. I love that. So there is definitely an element of being young and going out and working hard, knowing you have a talent that will get you to where you are today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you think you missed maybe some good advice, some good chances to grow because you were really set on your ideas. Yes, 100%. I was quite stubborn. Always have been. You have to be a little <laughs> we bit, We can of see course. it. We can see it. It's, that's, why, that's why we respect you. And that's why I think <laughs> there's a lot of a good side to being stubborn. I don't think it's like being called crazy or something. It's like, that's a great thing or sensitive. It's like brilliant. Because again, I've learned so much through you being sure of what you're good at, being sure you're going to deserve this amount for a deal or being going and getting sessions. Yeah. Oh, I'm still the same when it comes to that, by the way. Business-wise, I'm very like... Can we talk about that? Because I oh, benefit yeah, from your... Obviously, we've got to give Ed credit fucking phenomenal as a human as a writer as a businessman but absolutely i feel like he does the bad cop and i learn but did he learn from you are, the, are you the original bad cop i don't know if i'm the original because ed, ed has a great business instinct yeah, but i think does. when it comes to us two when we do projects together i'm normally more the bad cop i think yeah absolutely you don't have to talk figures at all it's not important because it's mm. not relevant to people that are starting mm. how do you structure that how do you put forward what you feel like you deserve? You, you hit the nail on the head there because it's about what you deserve. And if there's no budget, that's okay. I mean, as in when you're starting out. I mean, and even nowadays sometimes, it really depends. But mm. yeah, there has to be respect. And if there's no respect, if you feel like you've been treated, you're been, being treated disrespectfully, I've got a really low threshold for that. As in, as soon as I notice something, and I think like, yeah, these guys are taking a piss, you know. 
yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. And I'm not scared to stand up for myself. But I'll always do it in a way that you can't really argue with. So, of course, I'm thinking different things. I'm, thinking, yeah. <laughs> I'm fuming, absolutely fuming. But I'm also, I don't want that to be my, my form of communication. So I'll take a step back and try to um, say it in a ci- civil way. But I'll, I'll be the first person to stand up and, and defend myself. That's great. Because I had to. Because I've been in sessions where people said, well, you know, because you've done nothing, in, nothing, in, you really, what have you done? So in, as in work-wise, and I said, yeah, you get 25%. I'm like, why? Why don't, do we not do equal splits? People literally said to me, what, what is it that you've done? In the session. And, and you have to then yeah, think yeah, back yeah, and yeah. remember it. And how does one keep track of that? Oh, no. It wasn't even about the session. It was about my career. Like, who are you to say you deserve an equal split to me? Wow. I've had that. And uh, never worked with them again. <laughs> but I, I <laughs> yeah. was very young when that happened. But th- th- those kind of things, this is an extreme example, but those kind of things happened throughout my career. And at one point, you're just like sick of it. I'm not, not taking this at all anymore. And I'm at that point, definitely. I'm quite willing to throw overboard or being scared that people don't like me uh, in favor of getting what I think I'm worth. And that that's a bit, maybe a bit back up. And then, but it's, it works well, you know, if someone else is like then soothing the situation saying like, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Because I've got management now, I can totally, that's why I'm way more chill, because I don't have to do that anymore. Of course, in a meeting with my management, it's like, oh yeah, sometimes it's uh, the prick word falls and it's like, God, it's so, uh." but then uh, just my manager is just taking care of that and I don't have to. And it's really, really nice. And then that means you can be a bit more, like you said, childlike, less concerned Mm -hmm. and you can go, let me just create, let me do the good work. He can yeah. do the, the other one. 100%. It's liberating. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that those two years of managing myself haven't been helpful. I mean, they're, they've been great because I've learned so much about standing up for myself and about the business itself. And it's always really good because I trust my management completely, but it's always good to have your, your own set of eyes on it, on the situation, mm. just to make sure you know what you're signing, you know what's going on. But yeah, ugh, him doing the negotiations him doing the, all the pitching yeah well the pitching really good if you wouldn't mind yes first yeah. question i want to go back on it but when you have that initial bad reaction to someone responding to an email or whatsapp or a group going mm. it's negative right after your initial being like fuck this guy this girl how do you then word that email do you word it against what you know to be true in terms of business i did this therefore this split these points you always put it like that yes yeah yeah very very uh non-emotional very and sometimes i've said like okay let's keep it friendly let's you know yeah stuff like that yeah recently with this ridiculous deal very strange funnily enough artists that are really successful and really make great things they're normally really easy to deal with you know I found that the people we had these the issues middle, with were, right? I don't know, yeah, they were trying to prove something. Like, I think if people are trying to come across bigger than they are, and I say that within, you know, because who's big? What the fuck? It's not even <laughs> a thing, right? But to kind of have an inflated sense of what, you know, they are, 
I think that's when it can get a bit difficult. And yeah, they need to be put in their place. But even <laughs> you said that, inflated, not, not actual, inflated, an extended version of what they are. So they might be good. Then trying to rise above that, they might that actually be. takes up space from others, actually taking money, trying exactly. to take from you. Yeah, it, it takes space up from others and also prevents, or sorry, stops them from having like enough respect, I think, for other people. It's, if you're good, you don't need to be, you don't, you don't need to have that at all. If, yeah, I'm just glad I don't have to respond to those kind of things anymore. But it's the, but it's the confidence energy. that you just said, if you are good, meaning if you spent time, you know, you, you've just said, you're not saying if you're as good as, if you have this much, you're saying if you are good no. and you're confident, mm. you can move on, do it professionally, but yeah. you can move on and you can find someone yeah. else who's going to work with you. You should, yeah, you should, what you do and who you are is enough. If people make you feel like you're not, yeah, then it's time to move on, move on quickly. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's in a friendship or in, in someone you work with a lot or whether it's in business, it, you shouldn't allow people to take away from how you feel about yourself, I think. It's really important. That's respect. You said it really well because if yeah. you draw a line between the people you work with, I've met Pollyanna very briefly. I know Ed pretty well. There's a lot of respect going around, even between Ed and Pollyanna. I'd seen that as well. You of know, course, goes, wow, yeah. You know, she's great and vice versa. Like That's what you look for, skill, but respect and, and appreciating each other. Yeah. And trust. And because mm. when I'm in a room with, with Pollyanna and I know I have a bit of a day where I'm like, Oh God, because of course, you know, not every day is fantastic. It's like, <laughs> uh, I can, I can rely on her and same with Ed. I can rely on him. And yeah, it's great. It and, but that actually, also takes, yeah. takes confidence to be like, okay, you know, you don't have to be the one that dominates a session at all. Whilst when I was younger, I would be like, Oh, if I'm not, who's gonna, you know, but yeah, it's fine to, What's changed you know, in you then? Be a bit more chill. I really like that. If I don't, who is going to? What's changed in Yantina from 18-year-old to, to 32 in terms of that mindset? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, it's also learning that, well, it's not like I thought I was better than anyone. No. But I think it's more about your own, you want to prove yourself all the time. And if you want to prove yourself too much, that gets in the way of, of your creativity anyway, but you don't have to. You're good. Even if you have one brilliant, little brilliant idea in a session, that could be the game changer for a whole song. Mm. So it's not about the amounts you put in. It's about your energy as well. And if you have an open energy without stress, without thinking, oh, I need to you know, lead the session and all my ideas need to get into that song. If you don't have that attitude, then other people will feel more comfortable as well. And yeah, yeah. when they do, they're better. And oh, yeah, it's just so much nicer. And that's what you I also, really also well, meant though. by the opening, the openness yeah, yeah, yeah. in a session. Because when you were younger, you wanted to prove yourself, meaning I'm trying to force seven ideas onto a two idea part of the song when actually let everyone yeah. have their piece. And you watch someone else have an idea, you go, shit, that's cool. I'm going to exactly, do that. I yeah. love that. And then, as you said, it's like when someone's angry, we can all relate to that in our family lives. Maybe I certainly can. If someone is angry or sad, that is a heavy weight in the room regardless of how oh, yeah. everyone else feels. So maybe we want, we want people to work on being the person that makes the atmosphere really pleasant, even if you're not raining ideas down on the song. Honestly, sometimes you have people in sessions, and I'm sure I've been that person. Um, <laughs> we all have that, that's just such a good vibe. And it doesn't even matter if they bring loads of actual stuff to the song even. But uh, they're the catalyst for ideas. 
they're the people that say, oh, this is great. This is, you know, so important too. That can be one of the most important roles in a session. um, Ed said it beautifully because I did a lot of the top binding or that there are times where he's practically taken the whole thing and still shared it. But he said beautifully, when he starts a song on piano or production, that gives me the foundation to then sing it. Or if I write the whole thing, that's still his foundation. And we're in his studio, we're in his space. But that takes respect. Because you're saying some people have gone, hey, all you did was start it. I did it. And you're like, hey, you've missed the point. You've broken the relationship. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's a big, big trust breaker. Big. I mean, I've had it in, in negotiations as well, where there's kind of a mutual understanding. I mean, I do this with Ed as well. If I sing a song, I split my vocal fee, split my points. He does the same. I, I mean, I do, it's not like I do this from with you doing everyone. that with him. So thank you. No, but I mean, I, I think that's really important because if you work with, mm. especially if you work with multiple potential vocalists in a room, you don't want a competitive atmosphere and who's going to sing what. Because if you sing, you get the, the points, you, you get the you, you get the fee, you know, and let's face it, in a lot of occasions, that's the biggest share of the income you'll see from that song. Because unless you have a big radio hit or, you know, streams are not going to do much for you. So a fee is normally, you know, what you, what you kind of, need to live off so if you eliminate that from a session if you know okay guys we we are doing this together oh, so much more chill yeah but you, you just have to watch there. out for it though yeah and you go oh so much more chill because everyone goes yeah like i know when i work with ed i go right whatever happens here this is going to be split yeah. but also that means if i yeah. go off and do something like i had a relationship he gave me i went hey he's barely seen it but 50 50 that's fair but you said you've got to watch out for that as well you said well, watch out, maybe not so much, but sharing is great and important, but share with people that are willing to share with you. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's important because, I mean, recently we had this negotiation and um, I shared p- things 50-50 in the past and then all of a sudden they turned around and said, like, yeah, no, I, yeah, you can get like 20% of what I get for this song, fee-wise. And I thought, well, that's interesting because I think I wrote, well, then you start feeling uh, disrespected it. and think, wow, actually, I think, I believe I wrote the lion's share of the song, which is also, but then you start to get those feelings, which shouldn't matter. But then you start thinking and think like, okay, I produced the whole vocal and what the hell, you know, this is not how we do business together. So, but the, the moment someone done that, yeah, that's the moment when you, the relationship starts crumbling, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I still work with them, but I'll, I'll be on the lookout more. I, I don't have that full trust And anymore. then the energy from the session, you might be sort of like, you know, turn your shoulder a bit like, hey, I'll write, but can't trust you. Yeah, you have to protect yourself. Um, so that's a shame, but it happens and it's fine. Yeah. That's good though. Thank you but for then, sharing it because I think people might think it's rosy. When it isn't sometimes, you have to have a really solid skill that demands respect too. We haven't really spoken about that, but you have to work really fucking hard. So you're good enough that when you sing or when you write, people go, hey, that's helping everyone. It's so nice to be in a room with people that it's not even in question that you share. I love that. (laughs) And (laughs) I mean, I, like I said, I don't mind sharing. I love sharing. I love sharing everything. But then, I mean, I've, I've learned as well that you can't do that with everyone. Not at all. Not at all, because you said it beautifully, is sharing requires that someone would reciprocate that. And as I said, I've benefited from the relationship you guys had. And then I see that and go, hey, I would love to share more back. 
because I know that that means, hey, you're going to feel like you want to share more back. And like you and Pollyanna, exactly, yeah. probably this endless feeling of what can I get for us? What can I get for us? Which is great. Exactly. You do it for the team. A hundred percent. Like the other day, uh, me and Polly worked on uh, a new uh, K-pop release that's coming up. Sweet. And I think we, so I had a top line, but then uh, Polly and I did another session to rewrite uh, what was there because it wasn't quite there yet. Then they ended up going back to the original. It's really annoying. Still, you know, I would fight to get her points because I would give up my own points to get her points because oh, nice. she's a part of the process. I respect her. She's my friend. She deserves it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even I though you came really back. So let's, for example, version one is what they took. Then you went, okay, let's do version yeah. two and three. She helped with two and three. They went back to one. You yeah. went, no, that's part yeah, of the process. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the loop. Yeah, 100%. Stunning. 100%. And I think that's that's a good way to to go forward, to be honest, because I think you said yourself, I'm excited about my career. I want to keep learning. I want to keep meeting yeah. people. That doesn't work if you're like, me, 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 keep, keep, keep. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's the way to do it and feel happy about what you're doing. Because I think, you know, you can do it, but how good does that feel? How long does it last? share it. You've been doing it for, so you, so you said 12 years, maybe 10 years professionally writing. 10, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, professionally. In the first few years, I had, I mean, had a few like tiny cuts, but yeah, no, yeah, I guess so. Cause I was signed. <laughs> yeah. yeah Full time cool. money wise since a few years. Yeah. Like um, three, four years. But that, that's really inspiring because I, I am a baby in terms of the industry that you've been a part of. That's <laughs> kind of new to me. And this is kind of my entry and I'm learning so much, but. People listening to this, just you being honest about where you were, where you got to. Most importantly, you've been very honest about how you feel today. Very relatable. Like, okay, it's about respect. Okay, it's about hard work, trust. Most importantly, this time of year, what is it? December 20th, December 19th. Take the time off, right? Maybe that's something to give people. For sure. I've been more happy and I've been a better writer when I started doing less. And I still do a lot, but I used to work every day. And... It's just life is so much better. There's so many other important things in life. And that also also makes you not a writer. A better writer, sorry. Not, yes. not. No, no, we know. <laughs> Don't worry, I can't do it in Dutch, so it's chill. But this is <laughs> this is exactly the point. It's kind of nice to start the interview like that. You're like, this has been hard. I am tired. I'm stressed. However, I feel good. I'm writing. I feel like we're going to have to have you back again in the future. There's no rush, but it's been <laughs> so cool to document people that i have been lucky enough to we've met like once but i feel like every time i go to write there's a part of like yantina in my head that's why i did the grandma oh, joke no. like like why mm. is it same mm. with ed you know it's like maybe it's just my experience but from what i've been brought into it's a big part of you having created that with ed and me learning and seeing that's how you do it that's how you don't do it this is how i'd like to do it and that very much aligns with what you do so thank you but is there anything you want to kind of let people have? Maybe a practical thing just to tie off this episode. Yeah, what I've been doing recently when I'm writing is, I think I, I said it before, but get your concept in, get your get your uh, title, your concept. Start from there. If Even if you don't normally do that, that will really open up your world in terms of writing. Is it literally one, one line in a note or you just like scattering yes, exactly. some ideas? Yeah. I mean, this is just a, just a note from the other day. I only miss you when I'm breathing. It takes two to be lonely. I don't want you to want me like that. Don't pretend that you're my friend. That's huge. 
That's cool. I right? mean, those are just random lines I came up with. And then when when the time is right, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna today. I'm gonna do. It takes two to be lonely, and turn that into a song. Then you start developing the story and uh, what what it means really. And in my case, like it takes two to be lonely. It's like more because it's a bit ambiguous when when you read it. Like no, oh, it's good. What, what I kind of uh, mean by that is that loneliness only exists because other people exist. So entering a relationship and being very scared of that because it takes two to be lonely. It takes two to have your heart broken. It takes two to feel torn apart. And that, that's what the song is about. And then I establish that first. Then I start writing melodies. That's beautiful. And even like very practically, you've got your note, you've got those ideas and beautifully explained mm. as well. So thank you. What, what are you going into? Like a workstation, like throwing some chords down? What's happening after that? Depending on a film with a producer or by myself, then get some chords in that resemble that feeling. But then again, if I work with a producer and they start some idea with chords or some, you know, synth sounds and stuff, then that also dictates how I feel. So it's always good to have a few ideas that because every concept has its you know, own emotion. So it's good to have a few different options. And then uh, just start playing around with melodies, maybe not even thinking in words so much, but just the melodies. And then in the chorus, you want that, it takes two to be lonely. You want, you want that in there. So somehow make it work with a melody on the chords you have. I think that's normally how I kind of work. That's great though. Because there's so much there that I could kind of pick back through and explain fully, but don't need to. That is exactly it. Like it, it's not that complicated. All the work you've done in your life is difficult. It's not easy to be as good a writer as you are. But that's a very simple process. So thank you yeah, again. It is very simple. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think and that's fun. liberating because there's so much out there that's confusing. Whereas you can make it confusing because sometimes it needs to be technical or theoretical or subtle yeah. in terms of business. But essentially yeah. what you're leaving people with is really enjoy it. Keep it simple and, and mean it. Be respectful. Yeah. And open. I think open is the word of the day. Just be <laughs> chill it. and open to other people, open to yourself. Your own ideas, don't judge yourself too much at all and come up with a beautiful story and let yeah, that be your song. I struggle with that. And maybe for someone, I feel a pressure to doing this and writing with people, helping other people write. I struggle sometimes to actually just sit down and write for no reason. Would you have any advice yeah, there? If you struggle like, sitting down and writing, I guess I think it's, it's the confidence. To, like it's a confidence yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah. Right? It needs release, to be better. It needs to be amazing, but it doesn't. No, yeah, it's not even confidence. It's just you, you're putting too, way too much pressure on yourself. If if you don't think you have to, then you might just do it. And <laughs> if you, I mean, sometimes, let's face it, sometimes you do have to. <laughs> There's a deadline. But, sure. Yeah. Maybe start with a little bit of a, uh, like a, just a free writing thing or something. That's what I, I tend to do if I'm not quite sure. I just get my document there or my pen and paper and just start writing. Whatever, mm. don't think in lyrics, don't think in rhyme, metrum, rhythm, whatever. Just get it out there. And then you might just, you know, inspire yourself by, yeah. by your own uh, doodles and the scribbles. So I think that's really important that you sometimes creating, creating ideas is enough at that time. Because at a later stage, you can go back to it and think, well, I have all these ideas. So, so we'll it doesn't it always have to be. Yeah, exactly. It's not always like, okay, I have to sit down now, do a song from A to Z. If that doesn't happen, it's fine. Sometimes I'm top lining and 
I really have a melody, so sometimes I don't have a title, and I always kind of know, like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's going to be a bit more difficult, but okay, let's go, let's see what happens. Then I have a verse melody that I really like, and maybe a chorus, like, title idea, but I just can't make it fit. If I have the time, and a lot of times you do, unless you're in a session with people you're not going to see again, just park the idea, move on to something else. Mm. That's fine, too. It doesn't have to be in one sitting, you know? That's great. And what's beautiful is that lines up with a lot of the stuff I would tell myself what I tell other people, but now you said it to me, it's got to be done. No, I'm kidding. But thank you because just being honest, you're keeping it simple. You're being positive. And that to me shows maturity, happiness. Also, I can see in your eyes, there's that determination to fucking do it, to get it done and be great. Of course, always. And I'm really excited for the future. Super excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, Cantina, dankuwal. Oh, zagedaan, alsjeblieft. Very good, Jamie. <laughs> Picked that up in Amsterdam. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, so we're going to be hearing more from you, Antina. I will be unpicking this in my head. And for the benefit of all of you, the, the, the gems that she's dropped, because it is relevant when someone is doing it all the time, who's smashing it, that everyone loves and respects, I might add. That's the important thing. Be open, people. See you next time. Open. Thanks, Antina. <laughs> See you next time. Bye-bye. Hello there, sweet listener. Thank you for listening to today's show. And I just wanted to say, We do have an Instagram. I know that some of you guys are quite interested in just sending those private emails and I promise you they are absolute gold dust to me and I love receiving those emails when people get time to send them with their songs, with their questions and mainly I love your stories about how you're listening to the show, where you found it, what it means to you. Those are the things I'll probably take to my grave to be completely honest but if you want to be out there on social media please get in touch. I wish I knew that part on Instagram. We're going to be getting stuff up on YouTube as well. Reach out send me a DM, send me a voice note, send me a video. I want to see you guys. I want to see your shows. I want to hear your songs. Thank you again for listening to the show. If you want to be involved and get full value for your creative process, please do so. But if you're one of those wonderful people that just likes to sit and observe, I know you're out there and thank you so much for your attention. It really does mean a lot. So no need to get in touch, but if you feel like you want to be involved, please do so. Much love and bye-bye.